Welcome and thanks so much for tuning in today. Here's the thing, you guys. This is what you need to know about more Jody. I'm the girl who says what everyone is thinking, unapologetically myself, all the time. The goal of this podcast is to help you go unfiltered. We use so many covers to hide our true selves, and it's time to stop living your life according to what the ideal police think you should be doing and step into who you were created to be. More vulnerable, more authentic, and more free. Today I have Evelyn Douglas on the podcast. She is talking to us all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She's a soulful business coach, joy advocate, and entrepreneur who believes you got to build your dreams from the inside out. I have so much respect for this woman, even only after knowing her for such a short time. I'd really encourage you to check out EvelynDouglas.com or check her out on Instagram while we chat just so you can see some of her beautiful photography. But she's much more than her photos. A few years ago, she realized that there was so much more to life than hustle culture. She has built her business around her own guidelines and boundaries, and she's living her best life every day. So this is a little bit of a longer episode than normal. I would encourage you to break it into chunks, but definitely work to listen all the way to the end. There's so much in here, so many little gold nuggets for the entrepreneur, as well as those of you... um, as an employee. There's just so much to take from this episode. Hello, new friend. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm so excited to meet you. This is so fun. Me too. Look at your setup. Yeah, in my bedroom. It's uh I love it. I love your micro. Is that a microphone? It sure is. It's a little bit oh. a little bit fancy. It's so fancy. <laughs> doesn't work in the bedroom though I'm not gonna lie it's not it's not the most ideal situation but we moved to a city where houses were more expensive so we have to use more spaces for more things <laughs> yes I totally just understand how it, just how it goes I'm with you too I'm actually in my husband's office which looks like very bland and bleak it's literally like a, a man cave office down here but well, yeah, it's quiet. <laughs> it's real life. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. I was creeping on you because my friend Monica, who actually, um, my episode with her um, came out on March 24th, I think, um, where I talked to Monica Hill and you guys have become good friends and are doing some coaching and mastermind stuff together. And so she told me to check you out. And really quickly, I was like, first of all, I have to say, I went to your page and got jealous, which jealousy is not a really common thing for me at all. It was, your photos were so beautiful. Everything was like airy and gorgeous. And, and then I, I was like, I was just really, it was, I'm always curious about stuff that comes up in me. And so I just got to call that out, but it was also because like, well done. It is so beautiful, your Instagram. But what I started to notice pretty quickly following you is that you're very authentic and very real and honest. And that is someone like, I can follow someone who's beautiful, but when I follow someone who's authentic, I become a fan. You know what I mean? Like a real fan. (laughs) And so, um, yeah. So then I started when I decided I wanted to interview you, then I really went for a deep dive through your Instagram, which was super fun. By the way, you should do it sometime. Like memory lane. That's so sweet. <laughs> yep. So I took a, I took a, a good dive through there and checked out your website as well. Um, but I saw that you left your corporate job in 2012 and built something really beautiful that you love. And that is like what I want the world to understand. And then the other thing also is that you've kind of progressed in a couple different directions. So 
when I went through, I found it interesting watching your transitions. And so I would love if you could kind of explain to us, um, you know, how you, how you transitioned out of corporate life into like the most beautiful photography that's taken you all over the world and now into coaching and leadership and mother to precious Aria. Um, so if you could take us, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's too big of a question, which is my like podcasting pet peeve, but tell us a little bit about the story that, you know, is what, what the story behind the pictures that we see yeah. on Instagram. Well, I love that you went in such a to such a deep dive that is so beyond flattering I wonder if you got to um pre-photographer Eva where I would just take pictures of food I did. and use a crazy <laughs> filter because <laughs> I didn't create a new page for my photography I just kind of continued my personal one and so yeah that those are some gems you must have gone very I deep <laughs> I have I to say that <laughs> I, I do though I have to say that's one of my favorite things though is that and one of my questions for you in this is like, what do you have to say to someone comparing their year two to your year eight, right? Because yeah. one of the things, I guess that's more than eight years for you now, but um, that's something that comes up. But I think that's super authentic, right? That you allow people to see the progression in your life. And it gives other people hope that they could be a photographer with skills like you that started out taking a picture yeah. of their omelet. Like it's possible. <laughs> it's possible right so I think yes. that gives people a ton of hope I did go that far I'll have you know I went to the very first photo oh ever gosh. I really well, did I don't even know what that is um but yeah we can get to that in a little bit but let's just start from the very beginning so um I was actually born in Taiwan and my family moved to Alabama of all places when I was one with my dad's job and I grew up there. And after that, my dad's job moved us to Hershey, Pennsylvania, sweetest place on earth, chocolate, everything. <laughs> and then I went, came to Pittsburgh, which is where I live now for college. And um, after college, I actually worked as a fashion buyer in corporate retail. Oh, and wow. it was a dream job on paper. I got to go shopping for work, pick out clothes for you know hundreds of stores, work with designers. It was just, it sounded awesome, but in reality, it was actually extremely stressful. Right. And I would literally be sitting in meetings for hours, picking out buttons and deciding <laughs> which shade of mint that were, you know, very close, but which one was going to be like the right mint for the pant that year. Wow. And I remember sitting in those meetings being like, oh, there has to be more to life, right? Yeah. And I had a pivotal moment. I remember when my boss at the time asked me, she said, where do you see yourself in five years? And my first thought that came into my head was not what you do because, yeah. and I didn't say this part out loud, but yeah. I was like, you are stressed out of your mind all the freaking time. Yeah. And so I was like, what am I doing? And so it actually ended up getting so stressful that I quit and I spent that next month kind of soul searching. I was like, what do I really love to do? I love photography. I had this like very starter camera and I took pictures on these trips that I had taken. And I created a little a website of like flowers and landscapes. <laughs> I don't know who was gonna hire me from that. But I remember I was also interviewing at the same time at different companies at other corporate retail jobs. And I realized, I was like, you know what? I would be doing the exact same thing just at different companies. And all of these different right. companies are essentially the same, but they just do something different. They have a different product. And I can't expect different results from doing the same thing. 
And then I actually had this sliding door moment. Um, I think, I know, I think you're a Brene Brown follower where she talks about sliding door moments. And I actually just thought of this moment as one of those pivotal moments, but I met up with a friend that summer of 2012. And I, it was a college friend who had just come back from working abroad in France. And she was like, Hey, I'm actually working at Lululemon, which is a Canadian company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember we were sitting at this local coffee shop and she had started working at Lululemon. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And I would never, ever think about working at a store. And I was kind of, you know, on my high horse a little bit. Right, right. I was like, Oh, I, I work at the corporate office. Like I don't work at the store. I was like, I was interviewing with Lululemon for merchandising and buying, right. not, you know, working at the store. And she's like, you know what? It's so different. Every store is like, it's a little boutique and, you know, we get so much freedom to do what we want. And so I had nothing to lose. So I was like, you know what? Let me just try it. Interviewed, got a job And I actually helped open one of the stores here in Pittsburgh. And it was, now that I look back on it, it was such a pivotal moment in my life that has kind of sent the trajectory of my life to where it is today. And every store was indeed like its own little boutique. Um, You got to do your own window displays. You got to do merchandising, got to plan community events. And basically like you have your own little business but also the financial support of a giant company to back you up, which was amazing. And so it was kind of my first taste of being an entrepreneur. And it was also my first big taste of full-on personal development. And I don't know how many people know this. I don't know if it's more widespread in Canada, but Lululemon is so much about personal development. And I remember my first um, offsite training And I was like, oh, maybe I'll learn about, you know, how to run a store, (laughs) whatever it is. And it was at this hotel, you know, they had it catered. It was super nice. But all it was about was shifting from a negative space in your head, living in fear, living in, you know, scarcity mindset to living in a place of possibility and abundance. And I was like, wait, what's happening here? This was really amazing. But I I thought we were going to get training on, you know, something store so many other opportunities like that, um, working at Lululemon. And I, they, the founder had actually, he had this thing where he would send um, any employee after, I think you've been there a certain amount of time, they, he would send you to this personal development conference. And he had gone to this conference and it was where he created the concept of Lululemon. And, you know, I, I also went into this conference thinking, okay, I'm going to figure out like what I want to do with my life. Right. Except it was the total opposite. It was like group therapy. And it was talking about, you know, the stories we create in our head and how those stories essentially hold us in the past. And, you know, we hold on to our past so much for the sake of being right. And if we realize that, you know, our thoughts really create everything in our world, we have power over those thoughts. So if we can change our thoughts, we can change our world. Right. And that was like a big light bulb moment for me. And, um, just like showed me what it was really like to be able to live in possibility and choice. And so just like all that amazing personal development, along with um, the, the team aspect, the team was so supportive, really big into goal setting. And that was also the first time I'd really, you know, even thought about my goals outside of work and having an entire team of people support me in those things, even if they weren't within the company. 
So at the time, you know, I was starting my photography side hustle where I would literally shoot for, you know, a 10th of what I would charge now or even less. Right. And um, I had just so much support within that. And then I was also getting more into my yoga practice because obviously Lululemon, right. you know, they supported us going out to different studios. So I got to know so many studio owners, got to practice yoga for work. I ended up getting my yoga teacher certification. Um, and then I got, ended up getting super busy from photography. And a lot of that was also through Lululemon Connection. So it was really amazing and um, things were great. I was really busy and I loved what I was doing for the first time really in my life. And that was when they actually sent me to like the advanced version of that first conference that I went to. And I remember whoever was leading it asked the group, you know, what are the two most important things to you right now? And in my head, I was like, okay, that's easy. It's my husband, my fiance at the time, Art, and my family. And then they're like, are you spending your time there? And I was like, no. <laughs> and that's when I realized I was putting off planning my wedding. Yeah. We had been engaged for like two years and I was like, I don't have time to plan our wedding. And then I never got to see my family because, you know, it was still a retail business and we had to work holidays. So I missed, you know, two years of Thanksgivings and Christmases with my family. And that's when I realized I was like, oh, I feel like I need a change. And photography started to end up getting really busy. And my manager at the time, who's still such a good friend, he, you know, he came to our wedding. He's so supportive. And he was like, do you need to quit? And I was like, I think I do. And we both had this aha moment together in our office. And, you know, I stayed on for another month. And eventually I became an ambassador for that store. We kept a really amazing relationship. And that was just like such an amazing experience being so supported in, you know, my goals in that, even if it wasn't within the company. So I was, wow. I was just like really blown away by that. And so when I then left Lululemon and I started teaching yoga and doing my photography business full-time, you know, I went from this like steady paycheck of right. knowing that I had income coming in to, for the first time, it was up to me. And so that was so scary, but also amazing because I've never been one to really love managing people. Right. And even at Lululemon, we had to manage people. And I actually didn't really love that part. I kind of love to just count on myself and be able mm -hmm. to get things done quickly. And so um, it was, yeah, that was so amazing. And it was, it took a lot of, you know, trial and error to figure out my schedule and like what worked best. And I knew though, from the very beginning that I needed to grow my business in a sustainable way, because I didn't want to end up in that place where I wasn't prioritizing the things that I said right. was important because, and that's the whole point of entrepreneurship, right? Like that's the beauty of it is that we get this freedom, but you know, I have so many friends who end up on the other side, burnt out. Yeah right? That hustle culture that makes, that makes us feel like we have to keep producing and doing more work to be relevant and that our worth is and never satisfied. Yeah. Right. Never. And never satisfied. Right. And, you know, we don't know when to shut it off. And so, um, yeah, being able to set boundaries really early on, on how much I work and making sure that I increase my rates often and valued my work, attracting the right people, clients, um, only saying yes to projects that I really you know, really wanted to do creating systems to work smarter, not harder. And um, so that all those things combined essentially allowed me to make the money I wanted, but also prioritize 
taking care of my mind and body at the same time, prioritize all the things that brought me joy, you know, like traveling. life, yeah, Just life, life. Yeah. traveling, spending time with my husband and my family. And so I really do feel blessed and grateful that I've been able to grow this business in a way that supported my life and not the other way around. Cause I really do believe, you know, our work should support our life and not, and we shouldn't work to live. <laughs> we should, wait, no, we should work to live, not live to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I also knew eventually, you know, one day I would want to start a family. And when I had my daughter, I was really grateful in the kind of structure that I had set up. And so that I was able to be present with her when I wanted to and kind of have that flexibility of how much work I wanted to take on and making yeah. sure that I could kind of have both. Um, and so right now, you know, we have her, she has in, we have childcare a few days a week. And then those days I am fully focused on work. And then a few days a week, I fully am with her and I don't do anything work related. And so obviously the pandemic has messed with a little bit of this yeah. and we've had to shift it, you know, a thousand times, but I need, know what I always yeah. want to come back to that kind of balance. And then um, whew, okay. So then from there last year, actually, I felt this calling, which I feel like you probably, you know, you know what it's like when you kind of feel called to do something, um, to help other entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs find this balance and, you know, kind of just find more joy and ease in their business. Cause I just saw so many friends that were stressed out, overworked, um, not valuing themselves at work, undercharging, and um, trying to, you know, balance all of that with family life. And I've always kind of done this informally with friends. Uh, you know, every coffee date I would have with someone ended up being kind of like a coaching, a coaching meeting. And then I just remember even with my, I have a masseuse that I love and I get massages after my wedding days because I am on my feet oh, and carrying gear, you know, 12 hours a day. And so I remember I would go, into my massages and I would spend the entire time talking to my masseuse about how she should raise her prices and how she should really value her worth. And I, my husband also has the same masseuse and he's like, Oh, did you have a relaxing massage? And I was like, it was relaxed, relaxing, like physically, but I was like, but I talked, we, we talked the whole time. <laughs> he's like, he's really? Like, what? He's like, I literally say nothing. And it's like, yeah, I, I can see that too. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so last year, right before the pandemic hit, I was like, I feel like I want to make this into a bigger thing. And so since then, in the past year, I've been doing, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching and I created this group program called the Inspired Life Collective, which is where we dive into vision and goals, mindset, um, all those things, you know, how we can create the world we want to live in and be intentional about it. And at the same time, how we actually implement those things in our businesses, with marketing, with systems, how we create boundaries and structure our time um, so that we can actually create this business that supports our life. So essentially, I think what I wanted to do is you know, use all the things that I learned in yoga, you know, yoga philosophy, mindfulness, um, and creating an intentional business so that people could really live a full and fulfilling life. Um, and I, yeah, I just love, I've, I've loved it so far. I get so lit up, um, empowering these women and just helping them see their own inner light and gifts and just mm -hmm. being unapologetic and sharing it with the world. Right. Um, and at the same time though, making sure that as we hustle and, you know, go toward our dreams that we're also prioritizing, taking care of ourselves and 
making sure that we're making time for joy yeah. outside of work for, cause I feel like that's all important, right? To live a wholehearted and full life. So that's so, that's so good though. That's so, that's so, feel. so good. No. And that's exactly what I wanted. Um, some things that come up, like when you say that just now, um, I had an epiphany last week, I was thinking about, um, so now I'm mostly out of the house. I work out of the house, um, basically like nine to five for the most part. And my husband does a lot of this stuff at home, but still works. He just works from home. Um, but I've been struggling in some ways, like I miss that role. And I had this moment last week where I was like, oh, they don't tell you that with liberation. They don't tell you like, you'll be liberated, but you'll want it back. And, and so, so like, it's so funny, but my whole thing is like, there's always a way there's always a path. There's always possibility. And so Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about how, um, like when I think about my mom and my Nana and my grandma, my great, that is my Nana, my grandma, my great grandma. And I was like, I'm the first one out of those women who has chosen work. Not like worked, like my mom was an at-home mom, but worked here and there and was always like doing projects and stuff. Um, But I was like the first one that like decided to follow a dream in my work. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how my husband's the first one that's probably properly filled the dishwasher and taking care of other (laughs) things. My mother-in-law would probably even attest to that, right? So it's it's like one of those things where I was like, all of a sudden I realized that is going to have hard, that's going to have struggle. Because that's, it it's not actually what's ingrained in us. And I am like, right. as, as driven as I am in business, I am domestic in my kitchen. Like I am such a domestic in my heart woman. And so my whole thing now in my thinking too, for women is like, you can create what you want. You can create something like you did. And like you help people to do with your boundaries and structures and your wisdom from doing it with photography, right? Because Um, the world always says that you need to be like, it's all scarcity. It's like, you need Mm -hmm. to be available. You need to charge less. You need to whatever. But um, I just think that's something that women need to think more about. And for women listening, I would want them to ask themselves like, oh, like, am I satisfied right now with the work-life balance I have? Because I think the old school way of thinking isn't working for us anymore. And I think we've learned that the workplace isn't going to cater to moms. Like it should, but for mm-hmm. the most, for the most part, it mostly doesn't. But so we have to create that because you're right. We need to live present with our families and we don't want to regret these years. Right. No. And yeah, especially when they're so little. And I think, I think I heard a statistic that there was a month during the pandemic where a hundred percent of the jobs lost were lost by women. Yes. It's called Isn't a- that an insane it has a name like a, a I can't even I, say it now. A she session. Have you heard that? She, it's like no, it's I have like recession, but it's but like she, yeah, with women leaving the workforce. And I mean, I will. It, that was true in our family, right? In March, when the pandemic hit, my husband's job was actually the one that was a steady corporate right. job. You know, he had our health benefits, and my job was flexible. So I was the one in charge of childcare in addition Mm -hmm. to my flexible work, which I was now doing at these hours of the day that were not ideal. And I think there is, it's such a new role because we haven't really seen it modeled. No, We have have no one to look to, to be like, oh, that's how you do it successfully. And so it is so much trial and error. And I think it just comes back to you checking in with yourself and asking and demanding for what you need. 
And so, you know, even last year, we, my daughter was in daycare two days a week and I found myself struggling to finish my work in two days, run a full-time job in two days and do everything else that requires, you know, that you're required of as a mother. And so, you know, just even this year, I was like, okay, I think I need a shift. It's going to cost us X amount more money, but we're willing to do it. And my husband is so supportive. He's like, whatever you need to do. So we added, we just added this one tiny change. We literally just added one more day of childcare a week. And I felt like this light, this like entire load lifted. (laughs) And so it's just constantly checking in and saying, okay, what do I need? What do, you know, what do I need from my family? What do I need from my partner? How do I keep balancing it so that I feel fulfilled in both these roles? Cause you do miss it, you know, when you, you don't have it and yeah, how do you, it's, I don't have the, all the answers. I only know what works for me. And I think it will be different for so many women, right? Like some people want to work full time and, you know, have, may have their partner or their kids full time somewhere else, or some people want to be stay at home moms and that both, both are amazing. And anywhere in between is amazing too. It's just what you want for yourself and asking what you want and checking in and not looking to everyone else yeah. to see what they're doing. Cause and only having you know grace, having yeah. grace for oh, yourself yes. and for your <laughs> spouse. And I think my biggest thing is I, I think in the nineties women, I make up because I was, you know, in high school, but I feel like in the nineties, it was like, if you, if you cried all the time, because you are a working mom and you were struggling, it was like, just keep working. And I'm really, really proud of the next generations in, in taking a look inside and deciding I don't want to live like this. Like I come home from holidays after the summer, my good friend, um, who's actually my boss now, she had said to me, okay, but you do this every time. Like you come back from holidays. Um, cause I've only been working like full time the way I am right now for the last two years before that it was always part-time and my kids are eight and 10. So you're like, okay, I can transition like they're in school. Right. Um, but she's like, you always come home from holidays or back to work after holidays and you cry a lot. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. So she was like, Jody, this is normal. Like, this is normal for you. And then I'm like, oh, but I think that needs some, some dissecting, some investigating. Yeah. Right. And so yes. I feel like the last generations were like, that's where they would stay in a job forever. or They accepted mm-hmm. status quo. And we're like, I think I can build a better life. And so I'm I'm really (laughs) proud of that. Um, One thing I have to say though, but what you just said was when you talked about Lululemon and how you expected to go and be told, you know, something about the business or how to sell differently or whatever, um, all they did was invest in the minds and hearts of their people. Mm -hmm. And this is one of my, one of my big passions and dreams, but most of these senior executive teams at big companies, it's mostly gray haired men. Like truly Mm -hmm. you can pull up online their websites. Right. (laughs) Um, and one of my big things is, is imagine you could coach that senior leadership team to be as healthy and as high functioning as they could be your revenue would grow exponentially. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I feel like big organizations aren't doing and accountability for the senior leadership team Um, I think would be so monumental and like a business that says, I'm going to invest in my people because really healthy people sell really well, Mm -hmm. confident people sell really well. And so for a sales industry, I'm like, why aren't these businesses figuring that out yet? Like entrepreneurs are doing the work because the revenue is just on them. And if they're not hooked in and engaged, like it's, they're not going to have any revenue. Right. But 
that I just think is so powerful that Lulu did that. And I love that as like an employee, you were expecting the classic employee experience Mm -hmm. you had before, but they were like, you know what, like we're digging in and we're going to send you home and you're going to have cried a little and laughed a little and cried so much, but all like those happy tears of like, you know, realization. And I feel like at every meeting somebody cried, but it was, they were all like necessary, great cries. And, um, I actually still, I'm on this call once a month for ambassadors and same thing. It's literally about personal development, leadership, and, you know, getting in touch with, you know, what's really behind all those layers and always being introspective. I think that's what we're talking about here, like being Mm -hmm. introspective, always checking in because that's, that's how we adapt to all the changes in life. Right. And making sure that we're always on that path, listening to our true North, to what we really want out of life. Something I noticed because I announced on one of the last weeks on one of my calls is that I am working. I can only do it like just with two entrepreneurs at a time or two ladies on the side of my day job right now. But something that I often say with them is, you know, if we don't do the digging, like the dream digging or the vision planning, like, because I what my one girl, we're like three weeks in and she's like, at first she was like, I just didn't even know what to write down. And I give her, you know, like this big form. And she's like, these are such hard questions. She's turning, she turned 50 today. And one of her things was she wanted to carve a new path after 50. And, um, and so I was like, okay. And so she said, she's, she's like, it's, it's, she's just, we're peeling back the onion. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, no one's ever asked me what I wanted my whole life. Yeah. Right. So it's like yes. just this like new thing where she's like just a little baby in her, in her learning <laughs> and developing in that way. And I said, it's gonna feel weird. But that's okay. Don't run away from it. Just sit with it. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's messy. And that's actually, you know, people think yoga is this physical practice where we stretch and wear Lululemon Mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever, and that you need to be flexible. But what I have truly loved about my yoga journey is that, yes, it started off, you know, I was a typical person who loved hot yoga. I love to sweat. I love to get my workout in. And now I, you know, will never, I don't even step into a room that hot. And I, it's, it's so much more. And I think, you know, I love yoga and that the physical practice gets a lot of people to start. And then I hope that eventually they find their way into the philosophy side of it because it literally will change your life. And um, yeah, we, we use that analogy a lot in yoga in that you're peeling back the layers and that like you as a person, as a soul, as a being has always been there in that center of the onion and everything else, you know, expectations, experiences, your relationships, everything, judgments, they're all those layers of the onion that distract you from seeing your true self. And our suffering essentially comes when, you know, we look to all these outside things to find ourselves when we really you know, we were here all along. We were home. Totally. But we were so distracted and amen to that. And I think yoga taught me how to breathe. Yes. Like that's the one thing. (laughs) The most important tool. Yeah. And in fact, when I do YouTube yoga with Monica, my husband's like, is that her breathing I can hear? How come it's so loud? I'm like, oh, you like need it to be loud. If it's not loud, like if I go to a studio and there isn't someone being like, 
Like I'm just, I'm disappointed. I feel like, I feel really weird. Like it has to be there. So I need to hear your breathing. I need to hear your breathing. And I actually like, I totally just love it so much. Um, what is your favorite part of being a photographer? Like your pictures are gorgeous. The other day you were Thank like, you. you drive beside a bus and it has a picture of that you shot oh. of a wedding on the side of a bus. And I was like, girl, that's like the coolest <laughs> ever. So what's your favorite thing about oh, being a photographer and a coach? So I guess with both is kind of the same thing in that I get to just kind of help people see their inner light. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. And so kind of going off that, um, what we were just talking about with yoga, I talk about this literally to everyone I know, but there's this concept in yoga philosophy called Purusha and Pakriti. So don't get too hung up on those Sanskrit words, but Purusha is essentially, you know, your soul, your inner light. Sometimes I imagine it like a little candle flickering in your heart and it's, I just, it's like your light within, right? You can't even describe it. It's infinite. It's beyond words. You are born with it. You will surpass your days that you're on this earth. You can't even describe it. And that is like the true you. We call it like the capital S self. And then there's Pakriti, which is literally everything else. So your experiences, your relationships, your um, physical being, you know, everything, your emotions, like that's always changing everything, your roles, your job. And the thing is, it says the, in the yoga sutras, it says, which is this ancient book on yoga philosophy, that is kind of like the cornerstone of um, a yoga practice. It says that our suffering comes when we look to ourselves, we look to find ourselves instead of in that inner light, Purusha, we look to find ourselves in everything else. We look to find ourselves in Prakriti. So in our jobs, in our right. roles, in our relationships, and that's where suffering comes because all these things are changing all the time and they're moving targets. And so we can never like get ourselves because that's not our, the real us. And so it's our, um, it's our, like our masks kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, but the thing is you need both. So you need actually all those experiences, all those, you know, relationships, everything to see your true self. Like you need darkness to see light so you yeah. have to go through it in order to find yourself. Does that make sense? It does. And so, so I love this concept. I want to write a children's book on it um, because that's the kind of concept that keeps me, that come, that helps me come back to myself no matter yeah. how I'm feeling. And so through photography and coaching, if I could have any ultimate goal, it would just to be able to do that for people through art, you know, in photography, I get to capture love. I, you know, I love love. <laughs> I get to witness these beautiful moments and um, helping people translate their love or with either a spouse or, you know, their family or mm -hmm. maybe even their business. Um, I just, yeah. And being able to preserve that in a way into like a tangible memory has been very special and a gift. And obviously with photography, another perk has been just being able to travel all over the world um, for photography and I, I, that's something I would never have dreamed of with my old job and being, yeah. a, being able to do that with photography has been such a gift. Have you seen the movie, The Shack? No. Okay. Do I need well, to it's, watch it? it's like, oh, it's like one of my favorite movies. Um, it in, in The Shack, it's like a whole sad story, but it has 
Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is light. And it's like a woman, a beautiful Asian woman who looks just, (laughs) who looks like a lot like you. She's beautiful. And like light kind of flickers, like everywhere she goes. I just always think people should watch The Shack because it's such a good movie. But when you, when you say that, like, it makes me think of how, um, to me, it's, it's like, it's, it's your soul, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that light within you is, is your soul you know? And so that's where I always think about, um, you know, what dims your light or like, how are you connected? What are you Mm. connecting to? And you're right. Like one of my things that, um, I start, I don't ever, I've never really done mantras, but I was like, Hey, I'm going to do them this month. And I wrote them out. It was like really hard to get my head around, like writing them out. And then, um, one of my things was that I just know my value. If I, if my value is based on my job and I lose my job, now I'm worthless, which is Mm -hmm. false. If my Mm -hmm. value is based on like my marriage and my husband dies, well, now I'm nobody, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can, you can go through all these things. And for a lot of people, their value is based in their kids and what your kids do and don't do. And that is like probably the riskiest one because that is so risky. That is so risky. <laughs> have right? <zero> control. <laughs> that is like, if you're going to pick something else, just don't pick the kids. But um, it's, it's like, it's, and your value in this world is just going to disappoint you. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's Absolutely. not where your value is. And one of my things at the end of my mantras is um, because I think even when we talk about entre- being entrepreneurial or being an employee, um, you know, everyone is, <clears throat> is meant to do something different. Everyone has different, different pulls or green lights or North stars as you and I call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my things is, is if your foundation isn't based on like you, that soul spirit person, like it can't be based on all those things. And so one of my things at the end of my mantras is that I, that I pray and I say, God, you are my future. You are my security. You are my hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and though that helps me remember that it doesn't matter what my job is. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. My worth is not in that. It's like then that I'm a child of God with this light yes. inside me. Right. Yes. And, and- yeah. And you're already perfect as you are. And you do need these life experiences to reveal the, that to you time and again. Yeah. And, you know, it's something I say to my daughter every night, like you are perfect as you are. And how many of us, you know, we didn't grow up believing that we thought we had to prove ourselves through our jobs, through the money we make, yeah. through our relationship, whatever. And And that's where our suffering comes from. And I think sometimes also when I get caught up in the day to day, because it's so easy, right? You know, you're starting something new or if you're in a job, whatever it is, like there's so much we can get wrapped up in the day to day. And when we can just get quiet and connect to that spirit, that soul, whether you call it God, the universe, that bigger picture, for me, it just puts me at ease. It settles everything. Everything. You're like, this is there's so much more like I there's so much more this is just you know a tiny part of my life and you know I'm already whole I'm already yeah yeah and I think it's funny because I said today in my mastermind this morning one of the questions I had was especially because I'm not like I, um, my husband would laugh. I'm like, I want to say I'm a hustler, but I think that's a prostitute. So maybe that's not what I am. Um, (laughs) But like my whole thing is I was one of our, our mastermind themes is do less to be more. Mm -hmm. And um, with that one, I said to one of the girls today, I said, okay, so if you picture your dream for your business so, so far down the road, like at the end, at the end, like, you know, how do you feel with the success that you got? How does it feel when you're in that 
that far end picture, which is kind of yep. hard to get your head around. But now it's like my new obsession, I think as of today, yeah. as of eight hours ago, because so- <laughs> I think so often we don't think through how it will feel. And it's much similar to me um, experiencing the changes being gone all the time. I didn't picture how it would feel when I got the dream job that I wanted, I had a salary that I was like surprised by, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know that I would have other feelings. Yeah. And so I think if, if you could be like, oh, like at the end of all this, I think I'm going to feel like X and that's what I'm shooting for. Okay, great. But if you're like, oh, maybe there are some things I haven't thought through. Right, right. There's a lot and of power I, in that. I think along the same line, thinking about how you're going to feel, actually the funny thing you're talking about, that vision, that was actually an exercise we used to do at Lululemon a lot is create a 10 year vision okay. and to dream so big, live in possibility. And I think my my 10 year vision has stayed stable throughout, you know, this last decade, but you know, the goals within have been different. And right. I think what you say is so important in that focusing on how you want to feel before yeah. everything else, because also at the same time, there are so many things that might allow you to feel those things right now. Yeah. And so many times we, this is something I really try to drive home in my mastermind group is that you know, 99% of getting to a goal is the actual journey itself. And you get to a goal and it's like exciting and cool, but it's a fleeting moment. And if you waste your entire 99% of your life, you know, burnt out, stressed out, trying to just get this goal and you'll, you'll get there and it's going to maybe be awesome for a little bit of time, but you wasted all that time of your actual life. And, you know, we only get one life this is it. We're yeah. living it. And so how can you, while you are working toward this thing, which you will get to enjoy your life right now. Yeah. And like, if you want to feel like whatever it is you want to feel like, how can you do those things there? I promise you, there are ways you can do those things in your life yeah. right yeah. now, as you are going toward this big lofty goal. Yeah, I agree. And I, one of my brokers, um, I actually put it up in my stories because she gave me a sympathy card. She quit the other day. I said, yeah, that was amazing. So funny. That was amazing. Oh, and the way it hit me when she quit and I just cried and cried. Like it, it was just like, it was just like a week day for Jodes. And she like, she's a, her big, she fake quits all the time. It's like a big joke. So she, every time they like fold up a piece of paper and then they walk into my office and I'm like, what are you quitting? And she's like, and then she's like, actually I am. I was like, what? No. And I just like, I just, I love my people. Like I love my people so hard. It's like my, (laughs) my most, it just flows out of me. I love them so much. But anyways, she, um, when she gave me that, she sat down and I said, how do you feel? Like, cause she's gotten Mm. this great job and she's like, so excited. And I said, how do you feel? And she said, I kind of feel like I just achieved my dream and I'm 25. And I was like, Oh baby, you're just getting started. You're Cause I said, but you, you, now it's going to be like, but that's yes. that thing, right? You have this thing and then you get that and you're like, Whoa, I'm not supposed to achieve all my dreams by the time I'm 25. I'm not dead. I got it. You know, I got it yeah. like kind of ebbing and flowing with that. And so it was really fun. And I just said, well, like, let's talk about that. Like, let's kind of have a little yeah. chat about what, what the let's next have a steps. coaching session. Let's have your a exit coaching. interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, it's so funny, you know, to kind of look at it all those different ways, but I cut you off. So what is your favorite That's part of okay. being a coach now? Cause you've been doing it for how yeah. long now? So I guess informally for a long time, you know, probably five or six years in my photography business. And then more officially just in the last year since COVID hit. And I love just seeing people evolve. 
Um, and you know, same thing, you, I'm sure you experience this too, helping them just believe in themselves and knowing yes. that there is like a different way and seeing what's possible for their yeah. lives. Cause sometimes we get so stuck in our own narrative and our own boxes that we create for ourselves. So being able to watch that transformation and mm -hmm. those lights go off and being, having them even tap into that soul spirit and even the smallest way is just, yeah. is just so beautiful and such a gift. Absolutely. No, I love that. I think that is so cool. Um, I find that people can get really stuck, you know, um, usually they want to scale or they need to recalibrate or pivot. Um, and you love getting people unstuck. So can you tell <laughs> us of a time, speak to a time when you were stuck and how you broke free? Yeah. So I actually just learned this amazing exercise. And basically when you're feeling stuck in any aspect of your life, so say, speak out what you're, where you're feeling stuck. So I'll just give you an example. Last year when the pandemic hit, I was trying to run my full-time business. We had no more childcare. I don't have any family nearby. So I was trying to balance it all at the same time, also trying to take care of my mind and body because I knew how important that mm. was. And at the same time, I had just started this course and it was like six weeks long, but you could actually do it at your own pace, but I wanted to finish it in the six weeks. And so I would listen to it, you know, on walks and try to like double up different tasks. And I just felt so stressed and I felt like I did not have enough time. So that was my story. I don't have enough time. Right. And I kept saying that over and over. And so flipping that narrative, I have enough time. So that's what it would look like. And then, so you flip the narrative and then you say, okay, I have enough time. And then you envision what that would even look like. So what does it feel like? I was like, wow. Okay. What would it feel like if I felt like I had enough time? Calm. It would feel so calm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then I'm like, okay, calm. What are the things that can make me feel calm? And so then like restructuring, you know, what we, we were doing at the time to help me take steps to get there. So one, releasing the self-pressure of finishing this course that I put on myself. Yeah. And that's a, again, the <laughs> thing about, see, it's so obvious to everyone else, but not to me, but I was like, I have to finish this course. And I remember my husband one late night, he's like, Eva, is it okay? Me? And he was so sweet. He's like, maybe like, if you don't do it, you know, you can, you don't have to do that. And I was like, no, I have to do it. And I'm an Enneagram three. So I'm like, I like to check things off. I have to get it done. And so when I released that pressure from myself, I was like, okay, that's a big thing, a weight lifted off my shoulders and in me feeling like I didn't have yeah. enough time. And then another step I could take was, you know, looking into childcare options for when we felt mm. comfortable and when it was safe and just really just looking at other parts of my business that I could scale back without compromising my mental and physical health, because I knew that that was the most important thing. And so, you know, I am very ambitious and driven. And so let, I think it, for me, it was just letting go of a lot of that self-pressure in different aspects of my business. And, um, and then that allowed me to feel like I had enough time. So, yeah. So start with, you know, the narrative that you're telling yourself where you're feeling stuck. Step two, flip that narrative on its back and say the complete opposite of what you want, what you want. And three, create steps to actually get there because then that puts you in power again. Otherwise yes. you're feeling helpless and you're feeling like, oh, there's nothing I can do. Like this is out of my control. 
versus actually having steps to get to the result that you want. Oh, I just feel like I have a a business crush on you. Oh, like so much, (laughs) makes so much sense. Um, I think my favorite thing to do is to do like the third step with a person. Like when they're full, they're full of impossibility and they're like, okay, like I, I don't, I don't know. Like my husband one day, he's hilarious. He's an Enneagram five and I'm a seven. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm here to party and he's here to create (laughs) security. So it's like, great great partnership. (laughs) It's really, really funny. Um, and so it's, it's really fun though. Cause we were talking about opening some sort of a golf store or something like that. And he's instantly like, no one would go and it would go bankrupt. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, he's just like, you're like, okay, how about we live in a little possibility yeah. here? Oh, it's so funny. And I'm like, how could we do market research? How could we get clear? Mm-hmm. And it's all about yes. the whole thing is how do we get clear? How do you get clear? And it's like, even in the summer, we, we have an mm-hmm. Airbnb in our basement. And so it's like, oh, I'm like, well, he's like, well, we can't go anywhere. And I'm like, okay how, how could we get, how could we get more clarity on how could we create the ability to go somewhere? Okay. So we Mm -hmm. hire a cleaner. Okay. So you need to hire someone to like change the codes and like, you know, do the certain things or like, and then what would you charge them? And all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's like actually so simple. Yes. Right. Like it's so easy. Yes. And I think it's this, you know, it's, we get so stuck in our own heads and even during the pandemic, my husband has, you know, moved from working in an office with people to at home. And he feel there were many times where he felt really stuck at home. And and then we would talk to him like, okay, you feel stuck. Okay. What would it feel like to not feel stuck? Yeah. And it would take him a while to think about it. And he's like, Hmm, it means that like, you know, I get to work out or, and I get to go outside. I'm like, okay. And he's like, and right now, like, I don't feel like I have that because our schedule, I have to take you know, are you to daycare or I have her in the morning? And, and then I was like, okay, well, we can switch our schedule then. Yeah. Like, let, like, I'll Ta-da! take that over. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that over. And you, you know, release that guilt from you. And then you make sure to spend these, you know, two or three days a week, go out into nature, take a walk, whatever you need. And that yeah. will help you feel a little less, you know, crammed in our house working from home. Like what? So it's just like, there's always something you can do, but and I think yeah. talking through with it with somebody else always helps so because helpful. We, we get so stuck in our own own narrative too. And sometimes we, I think sometimes we, I don't know that, that we like being stuck or we just don't see the way out. So I feel like always talking to someone, um, obviously someone who is on your side and who can also live in that possibility world um, can definitely yeah. help. I think it's easier to stay grumpy, but it's definitely yes. a sadder outcome. <laughs> yes. Right? It's, it's definitely a sadder Absolutely. outcome. So that's like my favorite thing to do with people too. Um, what advice do you have for someone who's comparing their year two to your year eight? Like looking at the photographs you have and, you know, <laughs> and you could, I mean, that's like a metaphor for lots of life situations, but yeah you know, you've made it and you're doing so well and you people crave more, but how do you, what do you, what advice do you have for people? Um, one that it's so unfair to yourself Mm -hmm. to compare, to do that to yourself. Um, but I get it. I find myself doing it sometimes too, to maybe people who I think are further ahead than me. And I just have to constantly remind myself that it's never apples to apples. And there's a comparison that might be more obvious, like in the yoga room, in a yoga studio, say you're practicing and, you know, maybe you're a beginner, maybe it's your second or third time practicing you're next to this person and they're doing like handstands up the wall, whatever, (laughs) doing all these crazy twists and arm balances. And 
maybe that person has been practicing since they were 12. And so how it's, you really see how unfair it is to yourself to compare your second day with, you know, their 20th year. Yeah. Right. And we never know what someone's journey looked like. We don't know what failures, what obstacles that have, they've had to gone, go through maybe what advantages they've had in their own life, what doubt they have, if they're happy or they're not like, it really doesn't matter. Right. Like, and I really think that, um, these three words, I have them on my little bulletin, um, right by our keys, but it's patience, grace, and trust. And remembering that you will get there. And I love this quote by Paulo Coelho from the alchemist, just one of my favorite books. And he says, when you want something, the whole universe conspires to help you achieve it. And I think that it's not always in on the timeline that you want, mm. um, or in the way that you think it will happen, but it will happen. And you can save yourself a whole lot of heartache if you are present to where you are and making room for joy, keep learning, keep growing that you will get to this goal, but just to enjoy the ride mm. and the learning um, and that everything in life is truly working for you. So when you feel stuck, when you feel like, oh, I failed at this thing, um, that that as actually working for you, I actually had one of my mastermind girls, she, she started this business thinking it was going to be this product-based business and it has now turned into the service-based business because people are asking her for this other thing. And it was not expected, but then, you know, she felt stuck in that her name was in this product business. And oh. we were all like, <laughs> you know, and, but in her mind, it was such a big thing. And she almost felt like it was a failure that like, oh, I didn't make it in this product business. So like, no, that was, and she's, I, I loved seeing this transformation in like light bulb going her, off in her head that she's like, wait, no, that was just like a stepping stone. Like that part was necessary for me to get to this, right. where I am now. And so just really trusting every part of your life and that everything that happens is really just working for you and not against you. And even just that shift in language, instead of things happening to you, yeah. when, especially when they're unpleasant and then be like, this is, what is this teaching me? What is it like, how is this working for me? And yeah. that shifts your whole mentality too. Yeah. It changes everything. Um, okay. So you call them North stars and I call them green lights, yes. which is so funny. Um, how does intuition play a part in your jobs, your parenting, your coaching? You're obviously super intentional, which I love. Um, but how, what, what role does that play for you? I think that it plays, it plays a huge role in everything, right. In my business, in my personal life and parenting. And it's essentially what we practice in meditation and yoga. We practice getting quiet and, you know, tuning out all the expectation from others, expectations from ourselves, from our families, from society, essentially all that noise that is telling us to be more, do more, right. you know, telling us what success is, judgments, opinions, all of it, you know, especially with social media these days. And it gives us a chance to really tap into our North star, our green lights, that Perugia. I think it's, we're all saying the same thing here to listen to what's true in our hearts um, and coming back to that inner light. Because I think when you lead from that place and make every decision in your life from that place, it will never lead you astray. Like never, ever, ever. <laughs> I think so, so too. 
it's so vital and it's a practice though, right? Cause we, we do get bombarded with all these messages constantly, yeah. especially with technology of everything we should be feeling, everything we should be doing when we really know in our hearts of hearts, like what's best for us and being able to tap into that constantly is going to just, you know, bring a lighter and more joyful life. Yeah. I think even I'm trying really hard lately. I've done a few different things. Um, and I'm like really looking for green lights. And I know mm. there was, there was a, an original coach I had back in like 2016 or something. And one day his name came into my head and it was when I wanted to start coaching immediately. I was like, why can't I stop like hearing his name in my head? And then all of a sudden I was like, maybe that's God. Like, maybe I need to like reach out to him. <laughs> so then I thought then, yeah. then like, as I was like praying about it, then I was like, oh, maybe it's that I want to ask him about like a business plan. And it just like, mm-hmm. but it got me thinking, but I followed it. I followed mm-hmm. it. And then he yes. actually gave me some huge affirmation. And he was like, Jody, you're already doing it. You're just mm-hmm. doing it for a company. You're not doing it on this, like for female entrepreneurs, yeah. like you're already doing it. So like, just go do it. And I was like, what? He's like, you don't, <laughs> you don't need a business plan from me. He's like, just no. start doing it and figure out how you're going to do it. And it's, it. it's really easy. And then the other day I was like on LinkedIn and like looking at different things and certain things kept popping up. And I just decided to like go down a little bit of a rabbit hole and it was just, and then I get a text from a friend that like really aligned with that. And I was like, Oh God, you're so tricky. Like yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? But it, it, it can actually, it starts yes. to be kind of fun. I'm like, are you I telling me something? That. Like, I what lo- are you telling yes. me here? Yeah. And I love those signs. And I think the more you notice them, yeah the more they come to, and maybe they were there all along and you just didn't notice, but totally. once you start taking notice, you're like, wait, that was a sign. Wait, that was serendipitous. Yeah. I feel like even our conversation today, I'm like, this is serendipitous and how I was led to you through, like, I think, I mean, I, so backtrack, I, through this course I did, there was like thousands of people who signed up for this course last year. And there's a Facebook group and has like a thousand people. And at the time I was just so overwhelmed and I ended up meeting one woman. Um, Her name is Bailey, also from Calgary. I don't know if you know her, she's a makeup artist and we ended up bonding and it was just, she's like my, my one friend that I made from this, this group. And, and then she knows Monica and Monica led me to you. And so I just feel like, you know, when you, you, I could, you could look at that and just be like, okay, that's, that's how I know you. But when you think of how magical it is, and really bask in like this, the, all the things that had to happen for the universe to align in these ways. And you appreciate that, then more of those things start happening in your life. Well, and it's just beautiful. Cause I already wrote Bailey's husband on the weekend and said, I want to interview you about grief and death. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so funny because everyone the whole time has been like, we well, don't want to die of COVID. I'm like, I would be so happy to die. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'm going to go be this. And I was like, have you seen the shack? Like, obviously it's a movie, but obviously it's real. And it's awesome. Someone asked me the other day, they're like, do you believe in reincarnation? And I'm like, no. And they're like, how come? I was like, it sounds awful. And they're like, why? I'm like, I would never want to come back here. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, 
like probably come back as like a dog or something. And I was, yeah, and I think I a said, dog would be ideal. Probably. So she t- today's dog, right? Like the dogs are pretty yeah. charmed yeah. today. Like my dog, I, she's yes. living the life. She's living the good <laughs> life. But I was like, no, I was like, I don't want to see this world ever again. Like I want to give me heaven. Like I'm not here yeah. for this world. So it was really funny, but no, I also think it's like, it's really, really special. And I said to someone, they're like, who are you interviewing today? I'm like, actually this girl from Pittsburgh. They're like, what? And people are like, how do you meet them? I said, honestly, like someone sends me their name. I go check them out. And as soon as I'm like, oh, like, and it sounds so hokey, but I'm like, I vibe with this girl. Like, yeah, I feel like a really, and then I listened to you on another podcast and I was like, you're just so, you're so calm. And, and the way you live, um, like I said, it's authentic. You can tell, cause you can't fake that kind of, um, chill. You can't, fake, you can't <laughs> fake you. that. You can't. <laughs> Right. And so it's, yeah, it is. It's really, really special um, how everyone kind of comes you. together and it is. Yeah. And I, I just think it's, it's actually just really mind blowing. And now when we were off camera before this started, now we're like, let's plan a women's retreat. That's like for entrepreneurs yes. and it's got wellness and just yes. such, a, such a funny <laughs> thing when all this stuff I keeps going and stuff. But what do you want the world to know from your story? I think what I want the world to know is that anything in your life is truly possible. And, you know, we have to put in the effort, but let go of the results. And that's actually, I know it's, it's actually a concept in yoga philosophy where, you know, you put in the effort and then you trust that however things unfold are the way they're meant to unfold and just being open to that. And again, it's coming back to that 99% of reaching the goal is the journey and the journey is our life that's happening right now. And I just can't tell you the number of times I've heard people say, you know, I'll be happy when I get this promotion, I get this job, I'll be happy and I'll live my life when this happens. But, you know, we're, especially in this past year, this year has taught us anything is that we're not guaranteed another Mm -hmm. day on this earth, right? Like, we truly have to live as cheesy as it sounds every day. Like it's our last. And it doesn't yeah. mean that we're going to hit our goals tomorrow, but we can always work toward them in a sustainable way that also preserves our joy right now. And it's this it's in actually sharing your gifts, living your truth. That's where all the magic happens. Um, you know, I, we're all put on this earth to share our gifts in that yeah. inner light that Perugia we talked about, our green light, our North star. And when we can step into that power and be our true authentic selves, it's just the great, that's just like the greatest gift of this lifetime. And like, how, how can we help people continue to find this? (laughs) Because I feel like, you know, if everyone, what a world we would live in, if everyone was really just living as themselves, being true to themselves, being kind to others, and just you know, listening to that inner light within them, because you see this as children, you know, all of these, that's why we look to children as these beautiful beings, because they, they know everything because they haven't had the world tell them they should be this, they should be skinnier. They should be, right. they should wear makeup where they should do all these different things that their worth is tied into all these different things. And, and that's what we're trying to come back to. We like, yeah start our lives like that. And then hopefully by the end of our life, we will come back to that realization. (laughs) No. And it's, it's so true. And, And I think of like, even how I mentioned the more unlocked 
the more engaged, the more we are living with healthy, safe boundaries, the more um, that trickles down, right? Like just for you as a mom, it trickles into your marriage. It trickles into your daughter's life, everyone you meet today. And it's, it's such an interesting thing. I think people don't give it enough attention that like living with intention and, you know, um, yeah, like really loving yourself. And like I said on my podcast last week, like that's hard. There are times like there's negative voices, there's things and, you know, but what do you put into your life that creates um, beauty? What do you put into your life that creates calm? Like all those things. Right. And so I think that's like, it's so important because like, I always say to people, the world needs who you were created to be. Mm-hmm. No one else, no fake version of you, just, just you. And, you know, and I think about how, um, not my family, my family really embraced me for who I was, but just in like <laughs> lots of different social settings, teachers or whoever always wanted me to be like quieter and less chatty. They probably just really wanted me to focus, but, um, that's like, I literally am just here to spread joy, to point out yes. where people shine and to help them. Yes. Like, I literally feel like I meet someone and I instantly want to affirm something in them and it's not fake. <laughs> it's totally legit. Yeah. Like, and I can see that. And I literally, I think from listening to one of your podcasts, I was like, oh my gosh, I can see that in you because you're living that authentic self. You're living into your truth. You, you're, you're not holding back and I can see that. And it's so beautiful to watch. It's oh, so beautiful to you. see when someone is doing that. I just want other people to do it. Like, cause, cause yes. we all have different, we, right. Like we all have something different. And yesterday, um, a girl I was coaching said, you know, she just always felt like she needed to be real, really small, lots of narcissism in her family. Mm-hmm. And she said, mm-hmm. I said, but what's so funny is they'd always be like, rise up, rise up, rise up. And then once she gets to like their level, they're like, calm down. Stop taking the limelight. Like I said to her, try to remember all week that the world needs to show up operating full engagement, heart, soul, mind, anything less does the world a disservice. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, put us like, let the naysayers go. You know what I mean? And, and just, just don't, don't engage that and just step yeah. into who you were created to be, because that's why you're here. And if we had, like we said, you picture these, these teams, these people, families, you picture all of it. And if people were actually you know, engaging and, and, um, doing that work, like it does, it creates more beautiful space, but the world is, there's a lot of darkness and there's a lot of ugly and there's a lot of abuse. There's a lot of systemic racism. There's all this darkness that some people's internal light is not, is, is like, maybe the pilot lights gone out. Maybe it's like, do you know what I mean? But that's, (laughs) that's, that's what we're working with. But for the people who are willing, we just have to shine a whole lot brighter. Yes. And like, it's so funny coming back to this kid, the child analogy, you know, we, we tell kids, you know, you can do anything you want. You can be anyone you want to be, except then at some point the narrative changes and it's like, Oh, actually you should not do that. Or you should be less, less loud. Actually, you should be whatever. And I think, I really do think we're raising a generation of children that are going to hopefully be way more in tune with themselves and know that who they are is perfect as they are and that they don't have anything to prove and that we're literally just put on this earth to share our gifts, to share our gifts to the world, to live our authentic selves um, because we all have something to offer. 
No, I totally agree. And if I can brag for one second, the other night, my kids and I, I was like saying their prayers and saying goodnight to them. And I got really emotional. I've just been really teary lately. And I got really emotional and I felt like I hadn't, I rarely feel like I have this happen in this area, but I felt like I just, it's spring break. And I felt like I was grumpy about stuff and I was snappy with them. And I just was like, I love you guys like more than you'll ever know. And I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just not always the greatest mom and I'm sorry. And I was like, and Colson's like, I think you're the best mom there ever was. And I was like, I was like, honey, you only know me. Like I'm not the best, but you know, he's like, and then my oldest was like, mom, your brain is always listening. And you said that if you, if you say that you're going to be a crappy mom, you're going to be a crappy mom. So don't say that. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. best kids ever. And I was like, and then I said to them the next day, I was like, thank you so much for calling me out. Thank you for calling me out because you're right. I'm not a crappy mom and my brain is listening. And if I start thinking that I'll act even crappier because it's like, I'm accepting it. And I was like, and he's 10. That's so beautiful. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. That's That's like parenting goals. Yeah. Because we just had that talk this week. Your brain is listening. Like, don't say I can't don't Don't, say like, mm -hmm. you know, those affirmations. It's so funny. I always joke with my husband too, because I will tell him all these, you know, woo woo things from yoga, from, you know, everything that I do. And he's an engineer and very like black and white rigid. Like when I tell him about this inner light thing, he's like, okay, you lost me like 10 (laughs) minutes ago. I really have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but I was kind of stressed out about something recently and he was, he was like, Eva, you just need to live in abundance. He's like, you're coming from a scarcity mindset. He's like, Eva, can you just trust the process? And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But wait, where did you get this? Yes. Wait, you got it for me. Oh, you're listening. I'm glad you're listening, but I don't want to hear this right now, but I should, I need to listen. (laughs) But you're right. You're right. Oh, that's so funny. You're like, what's happening? No, I love that. (laughs) I love that. That's the power of the influence. Um, Okay. So if you could describe your journey in one word, what would it be? Oh, this is hard. (laughs) One word. I think, can I pick two words? Fine. Okay. (laughs) I think I would pick trust and joy. Yeah. So, you know, trust in the process and that will let, leave any stress, any, you know, stuckness that we feel wherever we are. And then just to trust that, you know, we're, you're on the right path. You're going to do the thing that you want to do and really just find joy and enjoy, enjoy the ride while you're there. I think enjoy the ride is like something I'm definitely guilty of not doing. Um, but when you say like, if, if, when I say like, how will I feel when I get to the end of all this, you're right. None of, none of the the end doesn't matter. It's the now that matters. right? Right. And so it's like, but I think that helps people to be like, oh yeah, all these things along the way or achievements or whatever, like they don't give you anything. They give you like, um, it's like, it's like a chocolate bar. They give you like five (laughs) minutes worth of joy and then like two inches on your hips forever. And you're like, how come I could never get like for the, it's not equal. Right. Like the satisfaction. So it's like, put down your work, spend time with your family, like all those things. Right. So I just thought of something. I feel like instead of asking yourself, well, asking yourself how you want to feel at the end, but also ask yourself how you want to feel along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you want to feel every day? And how do you, because every day is all we have. (laughs) 
Oh, I just feel like we all need to like cry and go do yoga. I know. <laughs> all those things. At our, at our retreat on Vancouver Island coming, coming, coming soon. <laughs> coming soon post COVID. Well, this was like an absolute delight. I, I want my Thanks. people to find you. This was like super fun. So what is your name on Instagram? So you can find me on Instagram at EVA. L-I-N Douglas, D-O-U-G-L-A-S-S. So two S's. Um, you can find me on my website, www.evalindouglas.com. Can you tell us a little bit about your masterminds and how someone might be able to connect with you or connect yeah, with that? Absolutely. So I run a, it's, it's actually a blend between a group coaching program and a mastermind because I think there's power in both. And I, I'm in one, I'm running one currently, and I will probably start the next round in June. So there's a little link on my website. There's a link on my Instagram bio where you can sign up for that wait list for whenever that opens. I'll probably release it like a month or so before. The way that it's set up is essentially a group coaching program first. So there are prompts. I do some teaching. And um, we do, you know, vision and goal setting. I kind of lead my girls through different things. And then there's also sharing. And then, so sometimes that turns into a little bit of masterminding. And then the most recent sessions have been more true masterminding where every, same what you do, everyone comes in with what they're struggling with that week. Um, and then the group gives feedback. But every okay. week so far, at least in the six week program, I have set topics every week. So our, you know, our first week was mindset and then we went into vision and goals and then we went into how to attract your dream client, um, time, money, systems, and all that good stuff. So as it relates to your business. So that is more of the, it's a little bit more structured in that sense than just a, a mastermind. I do love the mastermind format though. And I think that is something I will offer in the future just kind of like what you're doing, like a true yeah. mastermind where, cause I've had that for myself um, with a few entrepreneur friends here in Pittsburgh. And it has just been the most, you know, amazing experience of just getting feedback on all these different parts of your life. Yeah. Right. And, and, and if you can keep it business focused, you can keep it, you know, everything. I think if I, if I ran a true mastermind, I think it would be a little bit of everything. So we would talk, you know, money, spirituality, relationships, mm -hmm. business, all of it. Cause I really do believe that all of that is important. <laughs> it all merges, it, it all merges, merges whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah. Yes. And it's all, it's important that all of those areas that we're, we're taking care of. So. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, I hope people go and check you out and check Thank out your you. photos and your beautiful daughter. You're, you're honest and you're loving and kind. And I'm just so glad that you're pouring yourself out into the world. And I thank you for, you know, sharing who you are with my listeners as well today, because I think this was, I'm going to listen to this like three times. This was really <laughs> encouraging. Oh, and thank you. so thanks so much for being here. I just, yeah. I really appreciate having you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor. Well, that was so much fun. Thanks so much for being here. Please click subscribe, rate and review this podcast, share it with everyone you know, and I will be back here next week with more stories, more courage, more vulnerability, and just a little more Jody to brighten your day.